Greetings from St Bride's Church, Fleet Street, here in the very heart of the City of London. We're delighted that you're joining us for this podcast. Our overarching theme at this time of year is Kingdom, the Kingship of Christ, and also Remembrance, hence the red altar frontal behind me. Do please leave a comment or a like and tell us where you're listening from. It's always good to hear from you. And if you would like to donate to help support these online services, you'll find details of how to do so in the accompanying text. But now, may the light and peace of Christ be with you all as our worship begins. welcome you very warmly to St Bride's to our service of choral evensong 
on this, the feast of Christ the King. Wherever you are in the world, and however you're listening to us, we hope that you will feel that you are very much part of the St. Bride's family. Beloved, we are come together in the presence of Almighty God and of the whole company of heaven to offer unto him, through our Lord Jesus Christ, our worship and praise and thanksgiving, to make confession of our sins, to pray as well for others as for ourselves, that we may know more truly the greatness of God's love and show forth in our lives the fruits of his grace, and to ask on behalf of all men such things as their well-being doth require. Wherefore, let us kneel now and humbly confess our sins to Almighty God. Let us pray. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done, and there is no help in us. But thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us, miserable offenders. Spare thou them, O God, which confess their faults. Restore thou them that are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. May the Almighty and merciful Lord grant unto you pardon and remission of all your sins, time for amendment of life, and the grace and comfort of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
The Old Testament lesson is written in the first book of the prophet Samuel, chapter 8, beginning at the fourth verse. Then all the elders of Israel gathered themselves together, and came to Samuel unto Ramah, and said unto him, Behold, thou art old, and thy sons walk not in thy ways. Now make us a king to judge us like all the nations. But the thing displeased Samuel, when they said, Give us a king to judge us. And Samuel prayed unto the Lord. And the Lord said unto Samuel, Hearken unto the voice of the people, in all that they say unto thee. For they have not rejected thee, but they have rejected me, that I should not reign over them. According to all the works which they have done since the day that I brought them up out of Egypt, even unto this day, wherewith they have forsaken me, and served other gods, so do they also unto thee. Now therefore hearken unto their voice, howbeit yet protest solemnly unto them, and show them the manner of the king that shall reign over them. And Samuel told all the words of the Lord unto the people that asked of him a king. And he said, This will be the manner of the king that shall reign over you. He will take your sons and appoint them for himself, for his chariots, and to be his horsemen. And some shall run before his chariots. And he will appoint him captains over thousands and captains over fifties, and will set them to ear his ground, and to reap his harvest, and to make his instruments of war, and instruments of his chariots. And he will take your daughters to be confectionaries, and to be cooks, and to be bakers. And he will take your fields, and your vineyards, and your olive yards, even the best of them, and give them to his servants. And he will take the tenth of your seed, and of your vineyards, and give to his officers, and to his servants. And he will take your men servants, and your maid servants, and your goodliest young men, and your asses, and put them to his work. He will take the tenth of your sheep, and ye shall be his servants. And ye shall cry out in that day, because of your king, which ye shall have chosen you. And the Lord will not hear you in that day. Nevertheless, the people refused to obey the voice of Samuel. And they said, Nay, but we will have a king over us, that we also may be like all the nations, and that our king may judge us, and go out before us, and fight our battles. This is the word of the Lord.
New Testament lesson is written in the Gospel according to John, chapter 18, beginning at the 33rd verse. Then Pilate entered into the judgment hall again and called Jesus and said, Unto him art thou the king of the Jews? Jesus answered him, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Thine own nation and the chief priests have delivered thee unto me. What hast thou done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, then would my servants fight that I should not be delivered to the Jews. But now is my kingdom not from hence. Pilate therefore said unto him, Art thou a king then? Jesus answered, Thou sayest that I am a king. To this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world, that I should bear witness unto the truth. Everyone that is of the truth heareth my voice. This is the word of the Lord.
I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
May I speak in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Good evening. Tonight I'd like to thank Alison for inviting me to preach and also to the choir. I didn't grow up in a church with a choral tradition and since I've been in London the quality of choral music has really blown me away. Today, the last Sunday before Advent, the last Sunday of the Christian year, is the Feast of Christ the King. I had a look at some art associated with the title Christ the King and there is some very clear imagery of Jesus sitting very regally on a throne in heaven. There are bright colours in these works of art, light radiating out of Jesus and from the crown that he wears in the pictures. It's almost as if this is a final fanfare, an end to the whole story. This idea of Christ the King, therefore, seems entirely appropriate to sit here today on the final Sunday of the Christian calendar. If you have been to a Eucharistic service earlier today, you will have probably spoken or sung with the rest of the congregation that you believe this to be true, and twice, very clearly. At All Hallows this morning, we sung in the Gloria, you are seated at the right hand of the Father, receive our prayer. And in the Nicene Creed, we said together, he ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of the Father. If we are paying attention to this very familiar, for some of us, parts of the liturgy, the idea of Christ the King is laid out there for us. In our Gospel passage this evening, however, we have Pilate questioning Jesus about being a king. Now, of course, here in 2022, we have the benefit of 2,000-ish years and a plethora of theologians in that time who have done the work for us. They have joined the dots. We are also not standing there in first century Jerusalem trying, as Pilate was, to please a crowd that at any moment could demand that anyone they decided should be put to death. This is also a passage that struck me as I was preparing for tonight, where Jesus actually responds to questioning and gives a sort of answer to the authorities. The first two verses of this Gospel reading almost feels as if Jesus is slightly taunting, slightly taking the mick of Pilate. Art thou the king of the Jews? Pilate asks. To which Jesus responds, Sayest thou this thing of thyself, or did others tell it thee of me? This interaction sounds like the confusion of Helena in A Midsummer's Night Dream when Lysander wakes up or of Mercutio in Romeo and Juliet when he delivers his Queen Mab speech. Are you the King of the Jews? Did you think of that yourself or did someone else tell you? Pilate then appears to become increasingly frustrated with Jesus. His response of, to paraphrase, I'm not a Jew, am I? You've been handed over by your own people. What have you done? Jesus and Pilate then exchange a possibly confusing few sentences where Jesus uses the word kingdom and Pilate asks him to clarify whether he is a king or not. I've be not been ordained for very long and I find myself in many conversations with neighbours, friends, people I know that centre around who are you or even 
who are you now? I've come to realise that they don't actually want to know the answer to this question. What they actually want to know is, am I a threat? Am I going to challenge their beliefs, their values, their opinions? Even with those whom I have known for years, when I present in their space in a black shirt with a piece of white plastic in its collar, am I a threat to them? Am I a threat to the status quo of where we live? This inner question of threat is at the core of Pilate's encounter with Jesus in tonight's gospel. Are you the king of the Jews? He asks. What he really wants to know here is if Jesus is a threat to his identity, his power, his rule. What have you done? He inquires. Behind that question lies his real concern. Have you upset the status quo I seek to maintain? Are you changing the usual way of doing business and life, our beliefs, values and relationships? Whether spoken or unspoken, conscious or unconscious, those concerns get triggered every time we encounter another person, whether you are wearing clericals or not, a different idea or belief, a new decision or event that might affect us. Like Pilate, we want to know what we have to do in order to defend our kingdom. The kingdom we most often defend is the kingdom of our status quo. We do not want someone to mess with our self-identity, values, beliefs and opinions. They should not question our understanding of God, self, others or the world. And we certainly do not want them taking away our power privilege, control or comfort. We have worked hard to bring our kingdom and we do not want someone coming along and making changes. And yet, Sunday after Sunday, this is exactly what we ask for. We ask that those very systems would be changed. We gather and together we pray, thy kingdom come. Thy kingdom in which you are king, thy kingdom of love and compassion, thy kingdom of mercy, forgiveness and reconciliation, thy kingdom of justice and concern for the poor, thy kingdom of humility, surrender and self-giving, thy kingdom of peace and holiness, thy kingdom come. We are praying that God might rule our hearts, lives and world. We are asking for change, that this world, our lives and relationships might be different. Do we really mean that prayer? Thy kingdom come. If we do, then we must live, speak and behave consistently with that which we have prayed. We must change the way that we see, think, hear, act and speak. The status quo must go. There is a different way of living and of being. If Christ is king, then we are not. And the other sisters and structures of the power in this world are neither the first nor the final voice to which we should be listening. 
they are not determinative of our decisions about our encounters with one another. If we truly mean thy kingdom come, then we must also pray our kingdom go, our kingdom of power, dominion and greed must go, our kingdom of violence and oppression must go, our kingdom of fear, prejudice and resentment must go, our kingdom of judgment and labelling must go, our kingdom of individualism and indifference to the other must go. We must stop defending the kingdom of status quo. In defending our kingdoms, we tend to live as if the truth belongs to us. We live as if we know the mind of God and, therefore, we know what is right and best, who is in and who is out. And in that moment, we are no longer listening to the voice of Jesus. We have become as deaf as Pilate. The truth does not long belong to us. Instead, we are to belong to the truth. Only then will we be able to hear and listen to Jesus's voice. In conversations with my neighbours, I suspect that they are not the only ones who are protecting their status quo. When we sing the Gloria or repeat the words of the Nicene Creed, we are acknowledging the reign of Christ the King, and this frees us to step outside the status quo and into the Kingdom of God. Since Victorian times, this last Sunday of the Christian calendar has also been known as Stir Up Sunday, the day when families would gather to make the Christmas pudding, to make the Christmas pudding and then to put it away over Advent to be eaten at Christmas. This feels a little like Shrove Tuesday, the eating of the fat and excesses in the house before the time of Lent, and then feasting once more at Easter. It feels like a day of preparing to prepare. Today, we are preparing to prepare for Christmas. We are celebrating Christ the King of the culmination of the story. We are getting ready for the season of Advent, to live through the Christian calendar once more, beginning with preparing for the birth of Jesus. My prayer for tonight is that we know of Christ the King, Jesus sitting at the right hand of God the Father, and that we are changed by it. Amen.
Let us pray. Eternal God, you give us love, you give us life, you give us yourself. Help us to give our love, our lives, ourselves to you, that we may dwell in you and you in us. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Strengthen Archbishop Justin, our Bishop Sarah, London area bishops, and all who offer something of themselves for you in this city, particularly remembering Alison, Steve, and Jeff in this church. We pray for and give thanks for the ministry of St Bride's Church. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Bless and guide Charles, our King, his government and ministers. Direct this and every nation in the ways of justice and of peace. Give strength and wisdom to those in government that they may strive for all that is worthy in your eyes. May their decisions protect and care for the most vulnerable in our society. We pray for ourselves. Grant that we may reflect your generosity in our lives and do your will here on earth. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. God, creator of all, we pray for your church of which your son is king. We pray that you will draw us together and unite us in the love of Christ, that we may proclaim with one voice your justice and righteousness in a broken world. We pray for peace, reconciliation, and healing in the places of war and hatred. We pray that the nations of this world may be united under Christ the King, through whom and for whom all things were created. We pray for all places where there is war and violence at this time, particularly remembering at this time the Ukraine. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We hold up before God all those who have visited this church today. May they have found rest and peace. We ask for your blessing on all who travel, for leisure, for work, and to escape violence and poverty. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal God, we pray for our communities of which your Son is King. We pray for the communities of our friends and families, our church and our places of work and study. Help us to know the people around us to be our brothers and sisters and to serve them as Christ the King would serve them. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. We pray for all those who suffer. We pray that they will know the presence and the power of Christ the King within them bringing peace and healing according to their needs. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Eternal Father, we give thanks to you for all that you do in our lives. We commend to you all those for whom we have prayed and ask that you use us and our prayers to make a difference in their lives. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. In a moment of silence, let us offer up our own prayers before God.
Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Dispel our doubt, give us the strength to respond to your word and to continue to seek for all that is good in this world through our Saviour, Jesus Christ, who is Christ the King. Merciful Father, accept, accept these, these prayers, prayers for the for sake, the sake of, of thy Son, our Saviour, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. The peace of God which passeth all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in the knowledge and love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be amongst you and remain with you always. 